0: Hello, and welcome. I'm Ted Benson, managing partner at Corraling Chaos, LLC. We help companies understand that their key market differentiator is their human potential, and we help them realize it. One critical aspect of running companies is how to improve recruiting. A topic that's gotten much attention lately in recruiting is the opportunity of finding and recruiting passive job seekers. But those tasks are also a real challenge. So in the second of a two-part podcast interview, we're going to get some advice from an expert. The first part focused on defining the promise and the challenges. And this second part will now help listeners succeed at the task of finding and recruiting passive job seekers. Our guest in this podcast is Don Alexander, President and Managing Director at Gene Coda, a highly experienced executive and professional search and recruitment firm. So, Don, Thanks again for the first half of this podcast where you explained the promise and challenge of recruiting passive job seekers. And so now we move on to the big question. If passive job seekers are so hard to find and attract, how on earth can anyone do it?
1: Well, that's a great question, Ted. The the Society for Human Resource Management, or SHRM, notes that HR professionals should identify and strengthen the organization's employment brand assess current and projected staffing needs, source and engage passive job seekers, and make the application process easy and tailored to passive job seekers. One aspect of recruiting passive job seekers is to use different communication channels more than than one time. Emails, LinkedIn, or other social media attempts, as well as calls, texts, or other methods, should be deployed as differentiated recruiting channels. I've even heard of companies driving mobile billboards into a competitor's parking lot and advertise that they're hiring. In terms of overall outreach, what I tend to think about is, did I get a great message across in the right way to the right people? Did I quote unquote wave the flag so you could see the opportunity and acknowledge it? Did I give you the opportunity to say, yes, I'm interested in a discussion?
0: That all sounds very practical and effective, Don. So now I'm going to ask you a personal question. Hope you don't get uncomfortable here. Do candidates ever reject you?
1: No, we never face rejection from candidates. <laughs> of course we do. You know, when candidates reject us, we try to understand why. So we can see if there are common threads that might suggest a course correction. Examples of reasons for rejection can include when a candidate considers the position a lateral move, the compensation itself, geography and travel, as well as a host of other factors. You see, executive search is both science and art. Part of the art involves relocation of gainfully employed people to their competitors. To lure professionals from the competition, a company needs a good image and a good brand. Then, they have to offer the prospective employees something that he or she is not getting today, which is important to that candidate. If the candidate has all of the skills or background required and has already done the exact type of work required, the candidate may not really be getting anything out of the deal. In this case, employers must be prepared to pay top dollar, especially if the skill set is uncommon.
0: So in that case, you're really talking about sort of incentivizing these folks to to make the move. What kind of incentives are needed to persuade a passive job seeker to change jobs?
1: Great question. Well, Lou Adler, author of Hire With Your Head, is a seasoned recruiter and best-selling author. Lou feels that top passive candidates need about a 30% improvement to move from their current position to a new job. However, This improvement can come from different areas, such as an increase in compensation, an increase in job stretch, and an increase in long-term growth. For example, a salary increase of five to 10% may be acceptable if it can be shown that the job offers 10 to 15% stretch coupled with five to 10% company or career growth. So it's often best to look for stretch candidates or those that have the core competencies that you need but where you, as the employer, are offering the candidate the ability to stretch their skill set by accepting your job. In addition, what a candidate doesn't have today is not always evident to him or her, and it's precisely why you need experienced search professionals making the pitch if you want to attract the largest possible pool of exceptional candidates and raise the bar on hiring for important positions. As an example, I worked with a client in the field of regenerative medicine who has a great overall story. Still, recruiting people into a relatively immature industry has its own particular challenges, as candidates have to be more comfortable with risk. So the question becomes, how do we minimize risk in this case? Well, by pointing out that the field of regenerative medicine's expected compound annual growth rate, CAGR, is around 20% annually for the next five years, while the pharmaceutical and biotechnology industry overall is in the single digits. The point being, even if our client fails in clinical trials and goes out of business in the next two or three years, where will the candidate be better off in terms of future job prospects? Don't we want to skate to where the puck is going to be rather than where it is today? So, It's important to incorporate overall knowledge of the market and integrate this knowledge to lure candidates from your competition. If you do this, you'll likely find yourself interviewing a large number of outstanding candidates who can bring exceptional value to your company.
0: Very, very helpful, Don. That's a really nice detailed answer with lots of information that people can act on and use. So are there any additional special tweaks that you would add to that to find and attract passive job seekers in technical specialty areas.
1: Yes, I you know, I would advocate making a search strategy Ted before you begin the search. This should include brainstorming about where potential recruits would most likely be located, you know, alternative search strings one might use, what conferences, trade associations might this person be a part of or other groups if you will that they might typically belong to and then asking what pub publications or perhaps content they might read. Then, you know, vision the what's in it for me aspects of the opportunity by putting yourself in the candidate's shoes and asking why they, they would potentially make the move to your company.
0: So awareness and planning are key components of this strategy, I can see. Well, I wanna say thank you very much, Don, for this great discussion. You've given our listeners a lot to think about and a lot to consider. Very practical advice drawn, of course, from your many years of experience in this segment. And to our listeners out there, thank you for joining us today. If you have questions or thoughts or want more information, please reach out to Don or to me via our respective websites. Don is at www.jeancoda.com and I'm at www.corallingchaos.com two R's, two L's in corralling. We appreciate your listening to us. We hope you found this very helpful and informative, and we wish you all a great day. Take care.